It's a cloud morning, and Father had left for the farm as usual. We later caught up with him to assist in cassava evacuation. The weather was in our favor. The sun wasn't scorching, just mild rain breeze that blew across. It probably will rain, but we have to enjoy this moment. It doesn't come every time. I love farming in this atmosphere. It's easy life. But Father will always make us understand. We don't get to choose our fate, but learn to adapt to whatever situation life presents. So he makes us walk under the sun or in the rain. We were still trying to fully start to walk when the gullow started sounding. It was four straight single sounds, then a pause and three doubles. Immediately, Father beckoned on us to start parking swiftly. Something bad has happened somewhere in the village, he said. You must all return to the house while I head to the great palace to find out what happened, he instructed. We hurriedly gathered our things and the few cassavas we could get and doubled our steps home. As we approached closer to our house, the gullow started sounding again. Father will always make us stand still when the gullow or the town crier's gong is sounding so we can get all the information that we're disseminating without missing any pace. So we stood still, and this time, the gullo after the four singles, a pause, then came for doubles. The letters the gullo is summoning everyone to the market square, for something bad has happened. Father has taught me how to interpret the gullo over time, and listen attentively to the town crier's messages as it's always very important. Father relayed to us as we changed destination and headed to the village square to know what calamity has happened. As we approached, people were seen crying. Every dick and harry in the Mutom community were on their heels, rushing down to the village square. Soon, the Igwe and his entourage entered. Everyone raised their voices in shouts of pain and crying as they dragged along Idika, my older cousin, the son of Litsubochi, the greatest hunter in our clan, for his judgment and subsequent prosecution. What he did, many is yet to understand. Apparently, Idika has been accused of stealing cassava from Urudia's farmland. Stealing is a very serious crime, punishable by death. Father had earlier told us about the obnoxious rule of death sentence for any thief and accomplice. Though it really served its purpose then, some elders in the village have moved against it occasionally to abolish it but all to no avail. Before the reign of Igwe, who taught you, who doomed the second, Umutong was a forsaken village 
characterized by all sorts of evil and crimes. People lost their lives and property carelessly. No head, no tail. Everyone was left to do whatever they wanted. Sometimes people will put food in the fire and before you go into your house and come out, the pot is missing. People will suffer to cultivate another will go and uproot it regardless while some will wait for you to evacuate it then they attack you and carry the whole thing and rape it was on another level this caused hunger and famine to attack the village leading to most people fleeing to neighboring villages at a point whose communities of the absconded Umutan people started discriminating and using them as slaves till the present Igwe, whom his parents carried to Izita far for refuge, returned to take over the land and bring tranquility that we are enjoying today. It wasn't an easy task, but he fought gallantly both physically and spiritually to win crime. When he had overpowered crime peddlers and taken over the leadership of Umutom, he enforced rules and regulations you dare not counter with stiff consequences. Idika is a hard-working young man. Everyone in the village loved him as he assisted two chores for people, both in the farm and in their houses ranging from pounding palm nuts to weeding just to earn for his family. His father was the greatest hunter but was later ambushed and killed by some hoodlums on his way back from a hunting expedition. The eagle made sure they were all caught and killed as well. Idika and Urudiya had arranged to go to the farm together that morning over a steep end which Idika needed. They planned to go early morning, but Idika had to go fetch firewood and warm up their leftover food for his sick blind mother and siblings to eat something before he leaves for Urudia's house. Unfortunately, before he could get to her house, she had already left. Chike, Urudia's son informed him that his mother had left for the farm already and wanted him to join her there. Idika hurriedly left for the farm and on arrival didn't see Urudia. But he noticed some cassavas already uprooted quite a number. She must have really been here for a while, he thought to himself. He called out her name, but nobody answered. He assumed she might be doing some droppings nearby and won't answer, so he decided to start packing the cassavas into the bags. Few minutes later, Urudia from afar noticed someone packing cassava in a bag, quickly got some youths around to assist her catch a thief in a farm as she raised the alarm before seconds, youths rounded up Idika. Apparently, Urudia was still coming to the farm for the first time, and in her mind, 
if the car was running late. So there was no way the person wasn't a thief. But unfortunately, it was Idika, and once the alarm is raised, no going back. She tried to tell the boys to leave him, but they insisted that either him or to take it for false accusation, which indeed goes rule as the same punishment of death sentence. The missing pieces, Urudia on her way to the farm branch to visit Tochi, who has been bedridden for some time now. And while she was there, an actual thief was in her farm who absconded when Idika surfaced. We still gathered here. Idika's mom was handled into the scene, only one wrapper on her chest, which was almost going off. She was crying and shouting on top of her voice. Umutam, what have I done to you people, oh? Urudia, why do you want to kill my son for me, oh? You came to my house to ask for help, oh, Chimo, my husband. Isn't it a bad thing marrying in Umutam, oh? The situation was sending shivers down the bone marrow as mother was really struggling to calm her down. But the situation was uncontrollable. But after a few minutes, Igwe was able to command silence. Rudia was called out by the Igwe. Did you send Nidika to your farm? Let me reiterate here. You all know the rule. If you are caught stealing, you will die. And if you accuse someone wrongfully of stealing, you will suffer that person's fate. So I ask again. Rudia, did you send Idika to your farm? After a long pause, she answered with tears. No, my lord. Chimo, did you say no? Idika's mom freed herself to the ground and everyone shouted in disappointment. Rudia, you came to my house, oh, have you forgotten? Who sent you to finish me, Ochimo? Have you forsaken me? Quiet! Igwe thundered. Everywhere went calm. Rudia continued. The, the, the agreement was to, to meet in my house so we can go together. But it didn't show till I left, only for me to get to the farm and see someone already packing cassavas into a bag. So I didn't know it was him. Please, I don't want. Igwe caught him. That's enough! Idika, what she said, is it true? Still sobbing, Idika narrated his own part of the story. Igwe was about passing his judgment before Kalechi raised his hand. Your Highness, he greeted. There has been an accused, an accuser, and according to our land laws, only, peop, only the person and only one person who is guilty will die. My lord, the perpetrator of this evil has long absconded. Everyone murmured in agreement as he continued. He was tamarin because he was afraid Idika would be dead. We don't have to end any life to please our cause. Please, we consider, but even life must be taken. I, 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 I want to sacrifice mine for Idikas. I owe his father that. 
Goose pimples ran down my body as I watched the fate of my big cousin being debated. They gave room for anybody that would collaborate with the cast story, but no one came forth. The ego is too to pass his judgment. After listening to both parties, I confirmed that Idika is guilty and must be punished according to the provision of the land. Kalechi has pledged his life for Idikas, but his pledge cannot be accepted. The river swallows who it sees his legs. God, take him to the evil forest and bring back his head. Oh, yelling tears, Igwe has instructed, and it must be fulfilled. Father rushed over to hold and console Idika's siblings as mother held Idika's blind sick mom to the ground as she was still shouting and rolling on the floor uncontrollably. I am yet to understand the kind of heart Aigwe has. We all slept in the square. Idika's mom and siblings cursed Aigwe and the land while they left and swore never to return. The whole village was in mourning for a week before another. The sad news of Urudia's death surfaced. She hanged herself as she couldn't bear it anymore. Thanks for coming around. See you next Friday, God willing. From the stables of Mega Mentality Productions. Please don't forget to drop your comment, it means a lot to us.